1: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, after buzzers, and welcome to another fine episode of Showtime's original series, Homeland, episode 6, season 4.
2: I know, we're getting through the season, and it's only getting better.
1: It is getting better. I can't wait until next week, but before we get to next week, let's talk about this week from A to B and back again. I'm your host, Thaddeus Massey, and joining me today is...
2: Hey guys, I'm Lexi Amisfar.
1: And Nando couldn't be here, and neither could Danny Hoyt. They couldn't be here with this because they're doing some uh, some big awesome projects that I'm sure they're going to fill you guys in on next week when they come back. But until then, we're going to talk about what happened this week on Homeland, because there was a lot of good... Drama. Great, great climax for this episode. <laughs> I don't know if anybody expected this to happen. I mean, there's jumping way ahead, but... No, it, it really, it really, it sucks for this kid. It, you kinda, I feel
2: bad for it.
1: You know how many people can actually say, "Oh, I knew that was going to happen." I knew, I'm sure there's a lot of fans, a lot of viewers that I predicted are like,
2: that from episode one. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people
1: were like, "This kid is a sitting duck." Like, well, he kind of was, he...
2: though. I just but, feel like none of us saw it.
1: <laughs> but I think, I think you might logically think that he might be safe because of his uncle.
2: Clearly, his no one is, is safe like, in that family.
1: Right. I mean, his uncle is like the head guy in charge. So you would probably think, oh, he's okay. And then he's obviously gotten in good with the CIA. <laughs> <No> <laughs> Little does he know. Little does he know. <laughs> um, he just, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, they, they start the episode with him and Carrie having this like enduring moment in the bed and they look like this couple. And it was like really kind of weird. Yeah, it was just it was like... Awkward. It was awkward.
2: I was. It was interesting. I was talking to some fans of the show earlier today, and they were like, I just feel very dirty watching it, because it is like a 40-year-old sleeping with a 17-year-old. That's what it seems like. And it just I don't seems think she's so- that old. No, but I'm just saying but the I know, age the difference. The age
1: difference, yeah. It feels like a little... Slimy. Cougarish. Yeah. But... Without the consent of the guy. <laughs> it's like he's lured into a trap.
2: And there's an ulterior motive completely. Right.
1: Yeah. So uh, that really sucks uh, for him. Needless to say, obviously how it turned out and none of us expected that. I know I didn't expect it. Like I, like I said, I'm sure some fans did expect something.
2: I got to say, Danny's prediction was right, though. We, I mean, we were all kind of right last week in our prediction. What did
1: Danny say again? Danny, Dude, you did you mention that, and I can't remember what he said.
2: Danny said something along the lines of, oh, I think somehow Ayan is going to make it to the mountains in that drone transfer scene, and we were all kind of just like, how is he going to get there? I know, hmm. that's certainly what I was thinking, but he was totally on point with that prediction.
1: Okay. Well, we'll give it up to you, Danny Hoyt, since uh, <laughs> in you're New not Mexico. Here. Right, New Mexico. Um... Okay, so Carrie gives Ayan his, like, his papers. Right. His
2: His his passport passport. and
1: his new identity and all this. And he, well, actually, he had gone to Kieran's place first, right? Did he go to Kieran's place first to get his bag? And that's when he told her, like, he was going to London?
2: No, that was when he he went after, after, yeah. And he was like... Or she walked into his apartment, right? And he was like packing up his pictures. Which, again, I have to say, if you're trying to fake your identity, why would you bring your family pictures with you?
1: This just goes to show what a rookie this kid. I mean, (laughs) I don't say rookie because he's not like an aspiring spy or anything like that. He's just green. Yeah, and he wants to. These are probably the only things of sentimental value. He probably thinks I'm never coming back here again. So that's all he has.
2: That was... It was a good thing he left that behind, though.
1: Were there any pictures of Hakani on any of those pictures? Or was it just, like, him and his mom and, like, siblings and stuff like I that? I think
2: it was just him and his siblings and stuff. But, I mean, I think that's easy enough to identify. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm sure he, at this point, trusted Karen and was thinking, I'm going to be i got safe. my girlfriend,
2: journalist in London saving the day. Oh,
1: my gosh. I'm sure he felt like... I don't know. I felt really bad for Karen though, because you know they obviously have this thing Mm -hmm. that has been unconsummated between the two of them and he's just leaving with the girl that he has been been sinning with yeah. and he couldn't hide the fact that obviously there's some feelings going on and something's going on because he's obviously established something with Karen that he's actually been able to trust her And based on the culture and, you know, their age and all this and them going to school together or whatnot, they've obviously established some intimate connection. Connection.
2: Yeah. And, you know, before the end of the episode happened, I really thought that maybe Curon was going to do something to put him in jeopardy and his chances of getting out. Yeah.
1: Because especially what was going on with the dad and her not being too too slick with that situation, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I'm surprised that he was even able to see her again or that he even saw her again before he left.
2: Well, but was not I think the apartment is kind of on the medical grounds. So I don't think her dad would be able to – you know, it would be like if you right. were on a college campus. Right. Your parents can't stop you from seeing someone they don't want you to see.
1: Right, right. But she, you know – I don't know. It was just weird. I it didn't, was weird when ex- she walked in. Right. I didn't – you know, I don't think anybody would really expect that last interaction or that last encounter – to happen,
2: and I don't know why he told her that he was going to London.
1: He's so green. I he's think so he's, naive. I think, yeah, he's. It's just, come on, dude. Just, just say, oh, I'm going out of town. Know, say something. But maybe they know each other so well, she would know he's lying. And then maybe also based on the culture and the faith, you're really trying not to lie blatantly. Like even him sleeping with Carrie, he knows it's wrong or he feels it's wrong based on his faith. Yeah. So, he, you know, that doesn't mean he's, he has a pattern of probably being honest and just telling, especially with Karen, he's probably, probably always been honest with her.
2: I would just think that if you... He just
1: kind of beat it around the bush with the whole thing. Yeah. Because he never really answered her questions when she was like, do you love her? Didn't he, didn't she ask him? Did yeah, you know, and he yeah, didn't answer. He didn't answer.
2: He, I don't remember what his answer was, but it was very like... Non-descript.
1: So, as a girl, is that definitely like, oh yeah, he he has something for this girl.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I would, I well, I'm not very good at reading between the lines, but I feel like if you were in that position, you would probably be like, okay, he has feelings for her, and he's not being honest.
1: I think she was probably more in shock than anything because the look on her face was like. What's going on right now? I can't believe this is happening. Like it was, she has so many mixed emotions.
2: Well, the way he told Carrie about her, like later in the episode, it made it seem like they were dating, like in an actual relationship.
1: Him and Kiran. Yeah. Right.
2: So I, I feel like maybe you know she did kind of have a right to know right. what was going on if that was the case, which is what he made it kind of seem like.
1: Because I'm thinking like in, like culturally, there's a courting type of thing that goes on and obviously there's no sex that doesn't happen until after marriage but that doesn't mean there's not an established courtship maybe like a courtship right like i don't know if i don't know the culture like (laughs) i'm learning as i watch the show like i'm sure a lot of you are but i'm sure there's like something where it's like okay we like each other and it's established that we like each other But there's obviously let's hang out, right? Right. Go
2: on casual walks together.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Casual walks.
2: (laughs) Let's hold hands. Right.
1: But there's no there's no sex because that's something that culturally they just do like after marriage. Right. But that doesn't mean that there obviously is not an established (laughs) something connection. Right. Yeah. But I think it was more more than a connection. It, it pro- seems to me like there's more than a connection with them. It's like they're not boyfriend-girlfriend, but they're not, not boyfriend-girlfriend either.
2: It's like that gray area.
1: Right. But it's kind of, you know. No. I don't know. Do you know, Tell me what you guys think about how do you feel <laughs> Kieran should have responded to the. I think he made it clear that he had feelings for her or liked her. Or there was some kind of intent or intention there. Yeah. And she probably it, reciprocated in some kind of way.
2: I just think it was never made clear to us what Kieran and his relationship was. And so we're never really going to know whether or not he was in the right or the wrong or a gray area with beating around the bush on this.
1: Because then why would he just be like, yeah, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm, I got a chick and blah, blah, blah. But he was like, uh, well. Goodbye. Um, yeah. And it was like, uh. Awkward yeah. Kind of thing. So obviously there was something there already. Right. That was established even though it wasn't said.
2: Right. So maybe, okay, so maybe they weren't official. This is like the great debate of relationships in this show, I feel like. <laughs>
1: relationships. But, you know, we know where he stands with Carrie, don't we? Okay, so he takes off. He has his papers now and he's back at the safe house. Mm-hmm. And the agents, the agents, or who we think is ISI, breaks into the house and they're trying to, like, kidnap him.
2: And Carrie does a pretty good job of faking that. I mean, she got punched in the nose.
1: She got backhand slapped.
2: Okay. She got something that made her bloody. it
1: It was a backhand slap. But still, she took one for the team. And I was actually really shocked and impressed that she orchestrated this whole thing. I know. To get him to flee so they can follow him.
2: That was pretty genius that she did that, in my opinion.
1: Because to me, I was like, okay, her intention was never to send him off to London anyway. So how does she, you know, figure this thing out and manipulate the situation where she's going to make him think she's still letting him go to London, but not really send him to London?
2: And the fact that she played stupid... When he was like, "Well, I can have my uncle transfer me," and she was like, "You can." Right. I was like, girl, you know what you're doing. Right. You've got a plan. Yeah,
1: she's really smart. Obviously. She was. She's a, she's a good agent. She's obviously one of those those intel kind of. I wish she could fight a little bit. Well, that's what I was thinking at first. Until we found out, obviously, that's her team that set this whole thing up. Right. But we have never seen Carrie fight anyway, have we?
2: No, we really have. Well, there was um, was it last season? I think where she was handcuffed to the pipe.
1: But did she fight? Like, have we ever seen? No, her I don't think she fought. I don't think we have ever seen like hand to hand combat.
2: Yeah, that was a, that was a cool scene to see her do. Right. I liked it.
1: Okay, so she gets picked up by her guys. Hmm. Um, Ion is panicking now, and we have the drone following him because
2: he has a tracker on his passport.
1: Right. Which, by the way, guys, I heard in the near future that everybody's passports are going to have like
2: his RFID brother.
1: chips. Right. So yeah. So that's not uncommon, apparently. That's like no. the new age of passports anyway.
2: Well, I feel like if you're going to try to smuggle someone out of a war-torn country
1: yeah. near the U.S., yeah. it makes
2: sense that you would have a tracking right. device exactly, on the nephew of a terrorist. And
1: they have the drones also. If there's such a, dr- a drone-like... Focus? Yeah, focus region. I'm surprised there are people are not looking up in the sky I think they're so often. high up,
2: though, that you can't see them. And I don't they're know just what kind of cameras, cameras they're
1: using. These cameras are freaking amazing. Well,
2: they're not Nikons.
1: <laughs> Damn, Nikons. <laughs> I want to know what kind they are, though. I don't know. Because they're really, I don't know if they're exaggerated for television or if they actually got, like, somebody who's a consultant that says, no, the cameras are really like this. And we're actually getting a real view of what kind I think what they're pretty of, realistic. Kind of, yeah. Because you have drones so many thousands of feet in the air that can actually see all the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. And they actually get so close, and the the that they can actually get facial recognition, and you can recognize who you're looking at.
2: Right. Well, I mean, it's like in Zero Dark Thirty when they have the drones going down on the on the Abbottabad House. Yeah. It gets in so close, right. but that was so high up. Yeah. So I think the cameras are just very strong, powerful, They're
1: powerful cameras, technology. Powerful lenses. So, Ion's on this bus, and. Mm-hmm. Then the bus gets pulled over and everybody gets yanked off the bus
2: for a passport check. For a
1: passport check, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what is going? What's going to happen to this kid? He was
2: practicing his name.
1: He didn't even he didn't even go over his information. Any of that?
2: No, he didn't.
1: It got to the point where it's almost kind of annoying that Ayan is just like not this step, naive right. about it. Yeah, he's not a step at least half a step ahead. I know you're panicking, but it's, at some point you have to. Think to yourself, I need to survive, so you should...
2: Have something.
1: Something. This is a little bit ahead. Just just, a little bit ahead.
2: I just feel like, especially because now we know how close he was to Haqqani. You know, he paid for his college, all this. Right. I feel like if you're that close to a known terrorist, you would have some sort of training to know what to do in these types of situations where whether or not you're faking identity or escaping or something, I just feel like you would have to go through some form of training to protect a high up.
1: Well, maybe he's kept himself separated from the family because just for that very reason. It's like, well, we don't know anything. He's off doing whatever. And, you know, I, I think they have, like, so many extended cousins and so many extended family members or whatever that maybe... Even though he, you know, was they had a, a close relationship. I think that was something that would, you would definitely have to find out via Intel based on maybe their family members that there's a lot of family members. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows You know, kind of thing. Uh, I think that the CIA would have probably known that had they not found out on their own that they're obviously close because there's a lot of family. Right. So I don't know. That being said, uh, they're the drone was following him, and the bus gets pulled over. He gets yanked out, and he buys, pays off the,
2: the the officer. Yeah, he pays military off the officer.
1: Uh, they're checking their papers. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, do they still do that in regions of the world somewhere? Else?
2: They might.
1: That's really crazy. Well, so I to mean, speak. Pakistan's but, not really a right peaceful country. It's not America, so. <laughs> America. Right. So um yeah. He pulls it off. He actually drops some pounds on him and oh, it's like
2: a thousand pounds. Yeah, it was like he gave a thousand him everything. Pounds.
1: So he gave him all he had, and the guy's. Not that swung. he's gonna need it. Right, exactly. Oh <laughs> not that he is, right. So he from there on he's able to get back on the bus and continue, continue to on, the gas station exactly, thing. Exactly. Continue on his Was it a gas station?
2: I don't even know what it was. It was like a water pit telephone booth
1: area. Right, And that's where he was able to call his uncle. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know the one thing that I I like and I don't like about Homeland is every time someone's spoken another language, it's like if you don't know what that language is, because they never put subtitles.
2: I wish they would put subtitles.
1: See, as a fan, I kind of would like to, but then... It takes away some of the authenticity because then you really, you really don't know what this person is saying because you don't (laughs) know that language.
2: And you're relying on the translator. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So that's kind of a control of the audience that the writers have established, which I think is pretty cool. Um, So then after that, he calls Carrie. But what is that? What did he establish on that phone call with his uncle? That that they're going to meet at mm-hmm. the
2: place where they went when he was a kid.
1: Okay. So now we know where he's going to go meet his uncle. Wherever sort that of. spot is, sort of. We don't know where that spot is.
2: But we got that drone. But we got the stalk. drone.
1: Exactly. So then he calls Carrie. And then Carrie's in the room. And then she has to step away. Not like there's a million ears. Everybody in the room is on this conversation anyway. But I, I guess that's weird. Because sometimes you could be, like, in front of somebody that you're, like, related to or something and then get a phone call and you're, like, stepping away. It might have just been second second
2: nature type. You know, walking away.
1: Like, to get in the zone of being...
2: In love.
1: Oh, gosh. I think I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So, he... I'm like, he's going to say something. He's going to say something. And everybody's going to freak out. And sure enough, then he tells her. He drops the L-bomb on her. And he's like, I love you. And then she's like, I love you, too.
2: That was kind of sweet, though, that... He was like calling to check on her, right? But was it twenty four hours after the holding would have been up for her?
1: She said,
2: or it it must have been after six hours, so she would have been released, right? Because I was I was only thinking about the timeline. Well, she
1: said they could only hold me for twenty four hours.
2: But was that twenty four hours later? Is my
1: question. Yeah, I'm not sure. Lupo. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That was my uh, only thought with that. Yeah, I'm not sure about it. But uh, I was the whole time just waiting for him to say something way more intimate than I love you. Yeah, I know. Like, when we were in bed together. I just kept thinking. I I was waiting for him to say something to make everybody really freak out in the room. But saying I love you was enough.
2: My favorite part was when Carrie hung up the phone and went back and leaned against the desk next to Redmond. He was just like...
1: Yeah, Redman is <laughs> so uncomfortable. Rediman's a funny dude. Like he has like he's like he has like the most interesting expressions. They say so much, but his face never really says much. But then when he does make an expression, it's like yeah, it's kind of what the audience is thinking at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like half the time, so
2: but then the rest of the time, it's like his face doesn't move. Yeah, literally.
1: Right. Also, I didn't like. I felt like Carrie was really, really mean to Farah. Yeah. When.
2: She, I think she, I feel like she thinks that everyone was judging her because otherwise she wouldn't have asked Redman what everyone thought of the situation of her and Aion. I mean, so I think maybe she's on edge, she, and that's why she was being so defensive with Farah.
1: Right, she feels she she obviously definitely feels guilty. I want to know what you guys think about how Carrie handled the situation with Ion, how Carrie handled the situation with Farrah, and. We're going to talk about Quinn in a minute, too. Uh, and how Quinn is trying to. He's sat He's trying to cope. I think he's just trying to cope with this whole scenario. Hensley is like, uh, Saul didn't get on the plane or whatever. And I think if Quinn wasn't so wrapped up in the carry, I think he would have responded to that first instead of later.
2: He's so obsessed with the fact that Carrie isn't answering the phone. and Yeah, everything to do with Carrie. Yeah. Like, and he thinks everything is about her with Ayan doing whatever they do.
1: Exactly. So I, I think that the first time Hensley went to him and was like, you know, Saul didn't get on his plane. And he said, well, did you try Langley? He's like, yeah, I tried them already. And it's like, okay, the resources that normally would know where Saul is, he's like, yeah, did you, you try Mirror? Oh, yeah, well. Mirror, I left a message and answered, blah, blah, blah. And he just. Try kinda, Langley
2: again. I was like, why would right. you try Langley again? Like, they have the surveillance intelligence <laughs> the, agency. Yeah.
1: Don't you think they know? If he said no, we don't exactly. know. Like, they don't know. It's not like it's going to pop up all of a sudden. So he just leaves. I think if he wasn't so, like, occupied with Carrie on the brain,
2: mm-hmm. he
1: would have responded to that situation the first time Hensley brought it up. Right. Instead of just leaving.
2: Because mm-hmm. he's just,
1: like, so bothered. Like these, like little relationships that are going on, or these, this tension that's going on with these, the dynamics of these relationships. It's is like that,
2: derailing the case. It like, is,
1: because completely. no one is like on their game.
2: Right. At and all. Especially Quinn.
1: Espe- <laughs> especially Quinn. Um, I, what I was going to say was if you guys want to call in, you guys can. 424 504 424 So going back to Carrie and Farah. Uh, yeah, she's overly defensive, and she's really rude, and tells her, right, can you go handle a hefty bag, and go clean up the safe house, like, really? Farrah started
2: crying.
1: She almost cried. Her eyes did water and get glassy. Yeah. But I'm glad that Farah stood up for herself. Good for her. Because Farrah's always been, like, really meek, and, like, yeah. humble, and she's starting to, like, feel more, like, empowered, like she's empowering herself, and I think that probably came from Quinn a little bit when he was saying that you know you're becoming a good agent you're good at this whatever blah 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 blah. and they actually she's more essential to the case and what's going on because she was the one and she mentioned that she found Ion and she's the one that discovered that Hakani was still alive and she pointed that out and I'm glad that she threw that in Carrie's face like look bitch, if it wasn't for me
2: (laughs) well because it's so (laughs) true they wouldn't they wouldn't be tracking you know Ion going into the mountains if it weren't for that discovery
1: right that's true So,
2: and they would not have found Saul if it weren't for that.
1: So, exactly. And let's now let's talk about Farrah going back to the house to clean up. Okay. She goes back to the house to clean up. Now, one thing I didn't like is how she's in the house cleaning up, and Dennis the Menace Boyd comes to the house and is able to acquire information right under Farrah's nose while she's in the safe house cleaning.
2: Well, I think she was upstairs on the balcony. But she I, was, I
1: said, but still, it's kind of like really.
2: I said this during the show. He's and He's not I will a professional. He he's far me, from
1: a professional.
2: No, yeah, he's very—he's like a novice, like <laughs> Xbox spy. Call of right. Duty player. But right. he, I, my blood pressure rises whenever I see him. He makes me so stressed <laughs> for whatever reason. Like when I see him creeping around the corner, I'm like, "You're not equipped to do this."
1: Right. <laughs> I'm thinking he's gonna die. He has to die.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's going into
1: prediction, but I think I don't know what you guys think, but Dennis Demenace Boyd has to go.
2: He does. I He's do kinda like, like
1: him. he's only useful to the to the to the opposite side and he's a traitor. He's a traitor. He is, he's
2: a traitor of the country.
1: And he's cheating on his wife. On top of that. Like with who? I mean, he's
2: <laughs> You mean country wise? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant with a girl. I was like, No, I what? mean he's
1: cheating on his wife like He's
2: country to country.
1: Right. But it's not just the fact that he's getting information. He's using her as the... the he's getting intelligence. He was, like, swiping it from her desk.
2: And he's completely messing and like, getting Carrie. Yeah. Putting her in a dangerous, dangerous position.
1: What do you think was the point of him going to, to Quinn and asking Quinn questions about Carrie? Like, I
2: think he was trying to get information about Carrie's medicine and, like, what her psychological state was.
1: Mm but I mean with the with the with the medicine that he found isn't it easy for them just to go say oh this these medications are treated for or used for these conditions blah 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 blah
2: Yeah but maybe they don't know the extent or they don't know what the trigger is Right You know that it's Brody that you know trigger whatever it is but He's
1: such a putz this guy who was caught Dennis. for Yeah yeah who was caught for plagiarism at George Washington University.
2: And now he's in this spy game. <laughs>
1: right, now he's in a spy game, stealing stuff off of his wife. Who's he's the worst. Desk. He's a loser. Anyway, Bad human. So, he gets stuff from the safe house, and he's he meets with uh, Tasmeen, who's the ISI agent, who has them by the his balls in a vice, it seems. I'm trying to figure out what... The, I still don't understand or know what their deal is. Besides I feel like it'll come saying, out
2: later, probably. Yeah,
1: like, it just seems like yeah, you're gonna feed us information, and that's that. Like, what was the trade-off?
2: Well, I think he was probably friends with Sandy, and somehow that connection parlayed into getting him stuck in this rock-in-a-hard-spot position that he's in now with Tasmeen. Right. Because the first time that we meet Tasmeen with De- with uh, Dennis, she's like, well, you know, Sandy's gone, so now you basically are the replacement. Hmm. Kind of.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: First episode.
1: Okay. So it's going to be interesting to see what Tasmin does with this information Mm -hmm. that she has. Uh, And plus he actually got the ID of Ayan as well. Not that that helps because we see what happens to Ayan. Right. So Ayan Ayan ends up in the mountains um, in the spot where him and his uncle
2: which is like Meets? a peaceful creek.
1: It was. It was a very peaceful creek. It looks like they shot that. You said like in Colorado hey. somewhere or something like that. Which is, which is what it does look like. But uh, you see the ladies there. They're getting water from the creek, and then he takes. He you know he prays. Then he gets to this location. He takes his shoes and socks off, and he goes and lays down and
2: basks in the sun. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, what is he doing? And I, I guess we figure out later. It's like, oh, he was just waiting because that was the location that they were going right. to come get him. So his uncle's men come to get him, and they take him to the meeting area where Hakani's is going to come meet him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And lo and behold, um, they pull Saul out the back. Yes. And carrying and, carrying and the guys are like, oh, like right. Yeah. So that's why Saul didn't make his flight. Oh, <laughs> we get it now. He's being
2: held by the terrorists.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: Yeah. No, that was that was very sad, and. I, And even Hakani to Ayan, you know, he was like, I'm very grateful that you were able to get me my medicine and keep me better, but his, the CIA head director's friend you've been sleeping with, basically.
1: Right. So, I was like, how did they know all this information?
2: I don't think they got it out of Saul, because I don't think Saul really knew.
1: So, th- is it you think it was the guy that was following him earlier? Remember the guy that was following him earlier?
2: No, because that guy was part of Carrie's thing to freak him out.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So, I'm just trying to figure out how they got all this information, though, about him and Carrie. And how come they didn't, like, you know, grab him? I don't know. know. It's, like, weird.
2: They probably had a tracker or something, or probably maybe through Dennis, because he... I don't know. Because
1: they knew all this stuff... They and, did. And, and, and you know, Saul didn't tell him anything.
2: Saul didn't really even know the full extent of it though. He had an assumption. Right. Carrie didn't outright tell him. So
1: I'm trying to figure out how they knew because it's not like they were on the phone and how did he, how did he, how did he get all this intelligence on?
2: Maybe Ion they tra- maybe they tracked that phone call with Carrie. The, I love you phone call. Like the CIA was tracking the Hakani phone call. Oh, ah, just just a guess.
1: Maybe so. And then they did their intel and found out. Oh, he was sleeping with the CIA agent. Had no idea. Yeah. But I think it really sucks that they, you know, he shot him, and he left Saul alive. And Saul is like,
2: I'm glad they left Saul alive. I'd rather be that way than the other. No, way. I just
1: thought it was weird because yeah, well, probably- just from his standpoint. Okay, he's in your possession. What more damage can he do? Even though he's not doing it on purpose, he just doesn't know. Just keep him with you and be like, look, you have to stay with us because you're being used. So you're going to come to the mountains and you're going to stay in a cave. And once all this is figured out and sorted out, then we'll send you off so you can finish medical school or whatever, blah, blah, blah.
2: Well, I think because Hakani knew there was a drone following them and that they were trying to kill him. I feel like they. I feel like Hakani. Killed Ion to send a message, and then kept Saul alive because he knows the CIA will come after Saul.
1: But why would the CIA come after Saul? He's the ex-CIA director. He's not
2: because he because he said that Saul that Carrie is basically like Saul's daughter.
1: Oh, uh, leverage. There you go. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, we'll see. so it's like
2: holding for ransom, right? Type thing.
1: But I don't know if it really worked because she was like, take the
2: shot, take the shot. Because like, she's she crazy. Care. But that just goes to show. Like,
1: Saul is like, so like your dad and you're going to risk his life all because of some kid you've been sleeping with for a couple of weeks. who so she's probably going to be pregnant. By I, well, I a don't episodes. <laughs> This year, You know, because he got shot. Like,
2: I don't think it was it that she sense. was defending Ion. I think it was that she had Hakani in the open. And she could... She, you know, who knows the next time she's going to see him because he knows he's being tracked now. He can just go into the mountains and hide. So she had that one shot to kill Hakani for good and, like, know it. And she to Saul, you know, he's dying for the good of his country. That's probably what she was thinking in her head. Hmm. I'm just saying. I don't know.
1: That's a, you're making some pretty good points there. And, of course, we definitely want to know what you guys think about all these things that happened this episode um and then Quinn came and intervened and was like no we're not going to for him yeah you're not going to we're not going to do this we're and speaking
2: go. of the hashtag on Twitter was Quintervention, which i loved
1: Quintervention. i don't know uh, well, you think america would go and extract the cia director i mean do you really think that that's
2: i don't think, I think america be, would but i think Carrie would
1: i mean that's what i mean Oh. But when I say America. I mean, they're going to be some covert operation. Would. They're going to go try to. They've been trying to get this guy for a long time. How are they going to really be able to? Like, what are they going to do? Send a sales team in? I mean, how are they really going to be able to pull this off? To get saw this is this is what's going to be interesting to me. They're they're probably going to do okay. You know what? Let's just we're going to skip news and gossip. We don't have any news and gossip, do we? No. Okay, so let's skip script to predictions.
0: And now you're after Buzz TV.
2: But I think that this is what they've been building up to. All the setup that we've been talking about since yeah. the beginning of this season. Yeah. I think now it's about to hit the fan and right. it's going to be insane again.
1: Okay. So we saw Carrie look like she has been captured or something like that when they show episodes for next week or weeks to come or whatever. Yeah. It's very possible that she maybe do- she does a trade.
2: Here's what I think. So you see the scene where they're refilling pills mm-hmm. with that powder. Mm-hmm. And they focus so heavily with Tasneen that she's on a ton of medication. So I feel like they might switch out what t- the type of medication that she's taking so that either she goes crazy or it like messes with her to the point where they can lure her in more easily. And then that's where she gets taken in. I don't think that she's... I don't think she's going to give herself up to be traded for Saul because she almost just let him die.
1: <laughs> but I think she was making an irrational reaction, uh, emotional, irrational reaction. I think, I don't know. I don't know. It's kinda I don't know hard if to,
2: she's going to put herself in like a terrorist's hands to set her unless she mentor feels, free.
1: Unless she feels responsible for it to begin with based on how she handled the situation.
2: She might because that would be the third big person that she's let die brody Ion,
1: then Saul. Saul is in peril hmm well we want to know what you guys think because obviously we're all watching the show together <laughs> we love it and there's a lot of things going on in homeland i really honestly didn't have a lot of hope for Home- homeland season four and a lot of people didn't think it was going to be as yeah. good, and a lot of people are making comments saying that you know it's surprisingly better than we expected. Um, last season wasn't that great. No, especially I think
2: we, it's good this season. It's good.
1: Th- it's good this season. It's yeah. getting better. It, it's it's escalating. The suspense is escalating, so right. it'll be definitely good to see what happens next week. Where can we find you till next week, Lexi Hamasfar?
2: You, you can find me on all social media at Lexi Hamasfar.
1: And you can find me at Club Thaddeus on all social media as well. And you can find me on here on a number of other shows on AfterBuzz TV. Until next time, AfterBuzzers, peace.
0: From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com.